0: So I went to the uh world premiere of Ant-Man last night, Ant-Man and the Wasp at the um the Chinese Theater in Hollywood. My mom works on those films, so that's how I got in. Uh she invited me, so I went as her date. And uh man, it was great. It was fantastic. Um if you I can't say anything about it uh directly, but You know, if you were a fan of the first film, it's in that same vein, the same tone, rather. Um, Super fun, great adventure, heist elements, uh, fantastic action. Really funny, really, really funny. And the action was great in the first one, and, and even better in this one. And one really cool thing, they, they made a better use of, not that they didn't do a great use of it in the first movie, but in this one, the use of going from small to big and all of those things, their powers, uh, utilized much better. Uh, and it was fantastic the last time, but it was just, in particular, there's a, um, a fight scene with the wasp that's just fucking incredible. It, it's perfect. It's gorgeously shot. Um, so much fun, very comic booky, but in the, in the best sense of that, um, where in a comic you would read it and you would buy it. But a lot of time when that stuff is translated to the screen, it doesn't work, but this totally works. Everything about it worked. Um, it was great, hilarious. Uh, all the characters that, um, were in the first one that you, know are in this one or in it and they're awesome uh, and there's obviously new people um but just great uh i can't recommend it enough it was fantastic one thing all of my favorite films in the mcu are i and I, in, in no particular order but like um spider-man homecoming captain america winter soldier and civil wars so that's two and three um Iron Man 1, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man now 1 and 2, and uh, all the Thors, um, but in in particular the the last one, Ragnarok. Um, So all of those, with the exception of like the last Thor and Guardians, those other ones are all shot very much like a regular film, like a non... CG film, so they're lit very well and they're shot gorgeously. And you know, no disrespect to uh, to Thor and and Guardians, um, but just you know, all of that blue and green screen. I don't think it looks great. It just doesn't. I mean, there's no way. There's not a lot of other ways to do that type of movie. Um, but I, I just don't like the way digital lighting looks most of the time when you're seeing these movies. They're lit. In post, Um, and to me, it shows. I I don't particularly like that look, but those other ones, uh, Spider-Man and both the Ant-Mans and uh, Iron Man 1, and those two, uh, in particular, Winter Soldier, um, just shot beautifully, and this Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, gorgeous to look at, really, really pretty, Um, and obviously, a ton of CG, but it doesn't detract, where, like, when you're watching something like uh thor ragnarok for example you know it's all you know you're not really looking at anything um but this you don't have that feeling at all i never once had that feeling um with the exception of you know when they're in the um i don't know what i can say or what i can't say but there are some obvious scenes where it's like well of course that is um all cg but it's great it was so much fun laughing the whole way through and then um my mom uh jerry baker she was the um department head for the hair department she's amazing uh one of the best in the industry and she did a great job and we were sitting next to uh one of her great friends and her husband uh, heba thor's daughter and her husband Shepard. and uh, she i mean he- heba does makeup and she's amazing too everybody looks great um it was it was so cool to be there and the uh they got started a little late, they were having some technical difficulties in the IMAX. So some lady came out and like <laughs> sang happy birthday to her friend. It was awkward. But funny, it was cute. Um and that was a ba- one bad thing was that uh has nothing to do with the movie, but however the seats work, we were like second row and on that huge IMAX screen, so you're looking basically straight up. So it it took my eyes a while to adjust to the distortion of the screen. Not um clarity as it was clear as could be, but the uh perspective, the distorted perspective. Um so I would like to actually see it again and sit, you know, further back. Um but it was it was awesome. So much fun. I really happy to be there. And then afterwards we went to the after party at Ohm. It was great. Um Mainly just hung out with my mom and and Shepard and they did their stuff. But there was a really cool moment. Well, one, everybody's so nice. All those people in that movie are just the nicest people. Um, Yeah. Michael Douglas is incredibly warm and friendly and and genuine, seems really authentic. Uh, I didn't spend a lot of time with him, but I did meet him and he was great. Very, very nice. But one of the really cool things was I was talking with my mom and um, David Dasmalchian comes over and he sees her. So he gives her a big hug and they're talking and he's saying hello. And uh, then she introduces me, I say hello, and he's saying very nice, very sweet things about my mom. It's great. and uh, And then... A another woman that works on the show, I, I don't know what she did did for the show, but was there with her daughter, and her daughter was maybe 10, 11, something like that. Um, but so the woman walks up with her daughter, and David Desmultian is not, you know, in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, he has this very uh, thick Eastern European accent. I'm not sure if he's... Um, russian or ukrainian or what exactly he's going for Um, but it's somewhere in there you know eastern Bloc type of accent and uh but he doesn't really speak that way he has a perfectly normal american accent well anyway we're talking and then this woman comes up and he says hello but then he notices her daughter and without skipping a fucking beat he goes right into the accent and leans down and is speaking with her and in that accent, to not break that movie magic for her. Nobody told him to do it. There was no, there wasn't even time to like a set. He just, what a fucking professional and and classy move to be that thoughtful. And especially, you know, we're at a party, so he's not working. He's already speaking to people in his regular everyday accent. And then he sees this girl and just immediately switches back to the character to speak to her. It it blew me away. Um, I will always, from this day forward, uh, sing that man's praises. That was the coolest, sweetest thing. Um, just one. He didn't. He, he didn't have to do that. Most people, not even to be uh, malicious, but most people wouldn't even think of doing that. They would just be caught up in the the moment and just say hello. But he. He just figured that that would be great for her. And and, it, and he was right. That was amazing. So nice. I can't say knife, enough nice things about him. Very, very cool. Uh, yeah, and that was it. I was out way too late to like almost midnight. I'm never out that late anymore. Uh, I'm in bed early, you know, 10 or something like that. Had a couple of drinks. Um, I did not eat. They had, it's all free, catered, but just amazing. I mean, they had like, all this sushi stuff or, you know, vegan options. And then they had fucking uh, chicken and waffles. And it looked like they had, I don't know. There was a bunch of stuff there. I I didn't have any of it. And I wanted all of it. But um, sticking to uh, my nutrition plan, which for right now um, does not have me eating this is mine is nobody else is doing this, but I, I do not allow myself right now to eat past five. Um, that's just what's been working for me lately. And I've been fucking up a lot, just been really stressed and i have really, really kind of feeling my depression kind of start coming back over me. So I've been coping a lot with shitty food and it's no good. So I'm trying to get a handle on that. So even though I had a couple drinks, which did technically break that, uh, that diet, Um, I was drinking vodka soda, you know, Uh, it's not that bad, but it still technically was breaking it, I didn't make it worse by having those damn chicken and waffles, even though I really wanted it, Um, but anyway, yeah, it was great, so much fun, and uh, oh yeah, welcome to Porb Podcast, this is the first episode uh, that will be video, so hey, This is me, this is what I look like This is my uh, Place Um, Yeah, but I loved it I loved the movie, it was fantastic I I can't wait to watch it again I can't wait for everybody else to see it Um, You know, give my mom A shout out, Jerry Baker You'll see her hair, department head Um, And Heba as well they're great people and yeah it was it was cool <laughs> i did some lady came up one of my mom's friends and introduced herself to me but my mom had walked away and she was like oh so are you jerry's boyfriend no no that's my mom my mom she looks real young and uh yeah i guess i do too i don't know i'm 35 um but anyway it was very funny i got mistaken for my mom's boyfriend Um, yeah, so anyway, go see the movie, go support, all that stuff, but, um, yeah, that depression is really, the last few weeks have been, I don't really know, well, that's not true, I do know why, um, you know, the stuff with my, the custody stuff that I'm going through is, it's, it's fucking awful, and there's no need for it, so that adds to the stress and anxiety of it, that it doesn't actually have to be this way, uh, you know, one of the people in this situation is choosing to make things very difficult and painful um which sucks it just sucks it sucks for me it sucks for my son it sucks for her you know nobody like ugh, nobody likes feeling that way even if somebody is causing problems they don't like that stress even though they may be addicted to it or or you know that's their defense or coping mechanisms to behave that way but it doesn't feel good definitely doesn't feel good so yeah i've been real stressed about that and um work and and i'm trying to take my career in a couple other directions and it's just it's just hard to juggle all these things uh not to sound like a broken record but you know self-employed single parent you know doing a lot on my own trying to keep a lot of what balls in the air plate spinning all those things plates spinning in the air with balls bouncing on top of them trying to make all that happen and it's hard sometimes it's just, it's just hard so i get really stressed i don't have like anybody around for support in that respect so it's it's tiring um so i've been like noticing i've been skipping my some of my workouts and uh you know Eating poorly, making bad food choices, and going against the things I'll say. Like, I'll I'll, I'll say, I'm going to do this, and then I immediately take a left turn and don't do that. Um, So, you know, just trying to not be too harsh on myself, but at the same time, not let myself off the hook. You know, just figure out what I need and how to get a handle on it. Um, Yeah. Which is always the, the struggle, right? I mean, that's always... That's what everybody's trying to do, whether they know it or not. They're they're trying to figure out what they need, get a handle on it. Um, way easier to say than do, though. You know, it shit's tough, man. Things are tough all over. Yeah, depression's fucked up. Like even when things start going better, you know, it's weird. I. I I, start, I said this to my therapist, what, a year ago or something like that? And I've said it multiple times since then. But, like, I started to kind of feel that, oh, somebody had asked me how I was doing. Like, hey, Graham, how's, how are you? And I try to be honest with that question. I don't like to saying, I'm fine. But as I was about to answer, I felt myself wanting or, or about to say, I feel good and like i there was a fear that that was that that might be true and that i was stepping away from my depression that like it's been with me for so long and it's been such a part of me and if i don't have that you know then what do i have and it was weird i felt myself afraid to say that i was doing okay not even doing great just I was afraid to say I'm doing okay. That's a weird feeling, man. Um, And I still feel that. Like, you know, it, you know, like without that, then what am I? What, what is this? So it was really, and I still, I still struggle with it. Um, Yeah. It's fucked up to, to be uh, almost, not to be dependent on something like your depression, you know what would it mean to say, "Oh yeah, I'm happy or or you know what would that what would that look like what would that feel like I don't know because I've, I've never truly been that I've never been without like in a pretty intense feeling of isolation and uh, heartbreak and sadness and just depression. Even when things are going well, you know, you kind of feel yourself disassociating and pulling back and, you know, then you start kind of thinking about, you know, maybe happiness is a trigger for me. Another brilliant insight by my therapist. She asked, she's like, do you, do you feel that maybe happiness is a trigger? When things start going well, do I inflict um, pain on myself to to bring me back down? There's safety in the gutter. You know, you can't fall off the floor. So maybe that's part of it, right? Hmm. Stuff to think about. You know what I was thinking about, which is weird, you know, like pretty much all religions, oh, you know, fucking I am not a fan, by the way, um I'm a fan of people feeling good, and I'm a fan of people meditating and I'm a fan of people helping one another and learning life lessons and um all of that I'm a fan, I'm a big fan those things can and do exist without religion um and I also find like when people are so, who aren't terribly religious, like they're not crazy militant people or whatever, but they're just, they hold on to this religion. It, it usually has more to do with like a nostalgia. When they were kids, they went with their parents or their grandparents, or they had these very special bonding moments with their siblings or their cousins or something like that. Um, and that's what they're connected to. Because they don't necessarily live their life in a way that is indicative of somebody who is supposed to follow this book. Anyway. You know, if if your religion places the order of things as like God, man, women, children, animals, and, you know, anybody who's not your skin tone or ethnicity. And then... That's what you're basing your beliefs on. it's fucked up, and then you everybody just cherry picks the shit they want and the shit they don't want, and it's all based so much on like geography, you know, and like every religion that exists exists because it destroyed whatever was there prior, you know, and that's the thing about like even the situation we're in right now. With our government or any government. Um, you know, why they, you know, why when a dictator takes over, does he undo and destroy and erase the, th- the things that his predecessors built, who were, who were for the people or good or who were loved? You know, why does that happen? And that's because the idea of something or someone better can challenge the reality of what's happening. An idea can challenge reality. So if I create this horrible reality for you that I'm in charge of, but you still remember or you read a book and it has something beautiful and and sparks your spirit, that is a threat to me at that point. So that's, you know, when you look at uh, Trump demolishing all these things that Obama set in place, that's a part of it. You know, it's mostly ego and insecurity and stuff, but a big part of that is you want to take away what used to be there that was good and then start scrubbing that shit away but that's what religion does you know everywhere it exists it wiped out whatever was there before it um so it's like if (laughs) if i belong to a club and uh i was like hey you want to join my club and you're like oh i don't know what do you guys do i was like well it's really great we uh we get together we sing songs we have cookouts, we tell stories, uh, we teach each other lessons on how to be nice and care for one another. And sometimes we go uh, overseas and we build schools for kids and shelters and things like that. It's great. And I'm like, wow, that sounds wonderful. Maybe I do want to join. You're like, yeah, yeah. But one extra thing, though, like, um, you know, if you don't agree with everything that we say, uh, you'll be ostracized. And, um, we're only building those schools for those kids as long as they believe what we believe and we're going to force that on them. And um, if you believe something different, we're going to, like, strip that away and then replace it with this thing. And then, you know, also, you know, a lot of our uh, higher-ups, the people who are in charge that we look to for safety and support and guidance, our leaders, um, a lot of them, like, you know, rape kids and... um embezzle money and stuff like that but you know that's just a little bit because there's these cool things that are great too um oh yeah and like every pretty much every war and um horrible atrocity against man and nature were kind of the cause of that too but you know um we have this really nice song that we sing sometimes it's pretty cool you'd be like fuck you and you're crazy ass club get the fuck out of my face right man i'm really tired so i'm bouncing a lot but the thing i was thinking about was like so people always associate uh, god as a man right um when nearly all life is created by a woman like all of it with the exception of like a seahorse So it's like everybody's like worshiping this fucking seahorse god. And I thought that would be way cooler if people just were like, yeah, my god is a giant fucking seahorse. (laughs) That's what it feels like. And when people are talking about their religions, it's like it may as well just be a giant seahorse in the sky. Like it's, it's as plausible. But people would be really offended if you called their god a seahorse. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, Disney bought uh, 21st Century Fox for $71.3 billion. That's crazy. But I'm super excited to hopefully uh, see a good X Men movie again. And maybe for once a good Fantastic Four movie. And maybe all the motherfuckers coming together. And a real good Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is in my top 5 characters of all time. It's like Batman, Swamp Thing, Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange. I don't know a fifth one. Maybe the Max. Maybe. And then a bunch of fucking other ones, but yeah. I don't know. Sorry but if I'm not sorry. If you don't like the God talk, fuck you. You don't have to listen to my shit. But please listen to my stuff and, uh, you know, subscribe and like and review and rate and review and comment and share and all those good things. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I saw um, this really, really young Really, really fat kid the other day. Um, But maybe he was eight, maybe. Short, you know, it's short, whatever an eight-year-old is, what, four feet tall or something. Easily 120 pounds, 100 pounds, easily. That shit is so fucked up. That kid, you know, if you're not, when you're going to have a kid, it, if you're not looking into a little bit of nutrition, health, and child psychology and development, and then also doing some work on yourself, like, I fucking hate you. I know it's not malicious, but it's ignorant. And that, i that's just as bad. If not, no, it's not worse, but it's just as bad. That poor kid, aside from just the massive physical and medical issues he's going to have, um, but just emotional and social problems that'll come from being constantly laughed at, pointed at, looked at, you know, if that kid when he gets older like he's not going to be fucking i mean it's a pretty general broad statement but i mean that's an important part of your life your sex is not important for everybody some people are asexual and obviously this does not apply to to you or them but for most people that urge to be have physical intimacy is really important and the amount That it is exponentially harder if you are a hundred pounds overweight. And it's like, he's a kid. His parents are feeding him. So they're doing that to him. That's so fucked up. He doesn't know. He trusts them implicitly. Like, I want to eat this. So one, he's not getting any boundaries. There's no like, no, you've had enough or that food isn't good for you. It's obviously they can see him they can see how heavy he is how unhealthy he is and, he, and how is he gonna he can't be playing he's not running i watched him he took three steps and then stopped and then would walk and all the other kids are running you know i was like a chubby kid i wasn't fat but i was chubby and even that was hard not athletic at all you know i mean fuck why that's not a criminal thing why you know you can't give a kid alcohol You can't give a kid cigarettes or heroin, but you can pump them full of sugar and you can beat the shit out of them. It's fucked up, man. It is so crazy. So I saw that kid and I just felt so bad for him. I was so furious at the parents and so sad and heartbroken for that kid of what he's going to have to go through. Now, maybe he'll finally get some good mentorship at some point in his life and turn it around and okay, great. But that's a big maybe. Most people don't do that. It was awful. So, if you have kids, you know, do some research, learn about healthy nutrition and feed them food, feed them real food. You know, something I encounter a lot, I'm a personal trainer, and when I work with people who have kids, they'll be like, oh, my kids don't like carrots. Well, fucking give them carrots. I mean, they'll learn to like it. Their taste buds have to adjust. And it's not their, you're doing this to help them. It's like, in my case, it's nice because my son has only ever eaten good, clean food. He doesn't have processed sugar. He doesn't have fried food. He doesn't have bad food. So he'll run, like all the other day, I open the fridge. He's out here playing and I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking his breakfast. And I open the fridge and he comes fucking barreling down into the kitchen and And he's like, Daddy, I want apples. Can I have an apple? And he reaches in and he grabs an apple. And I'm like, Yeah, man, give me that. I washed it. And even there, I'm like, Okay, but how do you ask nice? And he said, Daddy, may I please have an apple? So, absolutely, man. So, like eating healthy food, speaking with manners, you know, manners sets the stage for nice. It sets the stage for kindness. It sets the stage for maturity and, and humility. So, you know, teaching kids good manners, teaching kids good uh, nutrition, uh, basic exercise and working out as they get a little older, but even just, you know, constant playing when they're younger, um, that's so important. I mean, that's what, that's what your job is as a parent is to do those things. I mean, that's it. That's what you're there for. To give them a better life the other day i see this all the time um like a parent i don't well i don't want to make well it happened with my kid too which was frustrating but i've seen it with other parents too a parent is like picking up their kid and like bumps their head against something or like bumps into them and then the parent Tells the kid, "Oh, be careful!" Like, the, so one, you're you're not accepting your that you did something, and then you're teaching that behavior to the kid. You know, just them observing you because that's what kids do, and then your response to like. Your kid hitting their head is just be careful, not like, oh, I'm sorry, are you okay like you are so incapable of acknowledging or seeing your own actions as mistakes that even to even at a little kid you're like it's your fault, you fucked up. you should watch where I'm going or when I pick you up and you have no control uh you know f- fucking bob and weave or something so I don't bang your head against the roof of the car unreal un real. What are people doing? What the fuck are people doing? I don't know. I don't know. My boy Seth uh, gifted me a game on Steam. Just Cause 3. I've been playing it. What wacky fun that is. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. It's on Steam sale right now. So much fun. It's just ridiculous. Like over the top action, every cliche you can imagine. You're like this, I think he's Italian or maybe Spanish Um, guy and you wear like jeans and a fucking, I think he's got a vest and you know, guns everywhere. And you're just constantly parachuting off of things and you have a wingsuit and you're everything explodes. It's so tongue in cheek and so fun. It is so fun. You have like a um like a tether gun so you can shoot a wire at something and then it'll pull you into it and man it's great it is so much fun it's nice to play like a really mindless pure joy driven game you know that's how i I just i watched rampage the movie rampage the other day and it's like that it's just silly fun very well done action that's mindless but totally enjoyable um, if you haven't seen Rampage, I totally recommend it. It's very fun. Oh yeah, and then I saw um, Ready Player One also, which wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it just it just wasn't great. Um, I didn't care about anybody, and uh, visually, you know, you're just watching just nonstop CGI. It was fun to see like, oh, there's Godzilla, and you know whatever gundam and uh there's mortal Kombat and street fighter characters with you know it's cool to see all that stuff but overall it's just it it wasn't bad it just wasn't it was just nothing it was just nothing again that part of that problem of this movie isn't really lit and uh everything is fake and there's just no connection i felt like that would have been even the premise uh well, I mean, the premise is obviously older, but I, the movie would have been really uh, highly regarded and amazing in the '90s. Like, so it felt very dated. Um, and I know that the story is older, but um, even so, just as a movie, the way it was done, it just it didn't. Yeah, it just didn't do anything for me. Um, yeah. I don't know. What's your favorite kind of porn? I don't know if I have one favorite. It's all so good, and there's so much variety. Right? So many. You got to hand it to professional sex workers. Like, what an awesome service they're doing. And I'm not even being uh, sarcastic when I say that. I mean it, it's awesome right? I mean, who doesn't like porn? I don't trust people who say, it's like people who are like, Oh, I don't like porn or I don't like dogs or, uh, um, I don't know. I don't trust that shit. Yeah. Porn's great. I don't know if I have a favorite genre though. They're all pretty good. I just, I don't get into any kind of like bodily fluid things. That doesn't do it anything for me. If that's what you like, it's cool. I'm not shitting on you. Um, I just don't, like it at all it's no good especially it involves if it involves shit we that i don't understand i'm glad there are outlets for people who do um but i don't get it i don't get it yeah i don't know i don't know what else is going on i'm super tired i'm gonna go to uh one of my best friends, she's offered to take my son and I to Disneyland tomorrow. So I'm going to cook a bunch of food right now and pack it up and take him to Disneyland tomorrow as a surprise. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I get, even though I am excited, I, I, all week I've been having, and I have right now, a little bit of anxiety about going. It's weird. I never thought I had like social anxiety. I always just figured, like, oh, I just fucking hate people. I don't like being outside. But it's something else, it's other than that, you know, because I'm constantly thinking about all the possibilities of what could happen. Um, And then, like, a lot of negative possibilities. So, you know, it's anxiety. But, you know, obviously it'll be fine, it'll be fun. But yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. But I'm super tired. Out late last night, uh, being all fancy pants at the Ant-Man and the Wasp premiere. And then up early, and I fucking wasted my morning. Like, there were so many things. I hate saying that, that I wasted my morning. Um, But I did. There were a lot of things I wanted to do and needed to do. And I just really hardcore gave in to resistance all those moments okay well if now i can start my workout passed okay well now i can make this thing for work that i need to do passed even this podcast i was going to do in the morning passed thankfully i can do it now but now it crams my night with a bunch of stuff where i should have just been cooking and then had a little bit of time to wind unwind before I went to bed, because uh, I'm up at five every day, so yeah, really fucking wasted my morning. I was really bummed about it, and then I went to work and I had a few sessions, and they were good, um but uh, it was weighing on me like man, I should have and could have been way more productive, especially right now at this point in my life. I need to make some big leaps, and uh wasting time like that is not helpful um I did attempt to work on some music and I ironed out a problem I was having uh, with my recording software. So that was nice. But it's still just a, a massive amount of wasting time. And as I was heading home, I had to stop at the grocery store. And then I was thinking, okay, like, just go in and do these things. And then literally as I'm approaching my house, I start feeling myself start to talk myself out of it or or make excuses as to why I couldn't do it. Um, That is a never-ending thing. And that's true for everybody. Um, It's just something you always need to work through. But yeah, it was was frustrating. I wasn't happy that I did that. Um, But whatever. I'll just have to make up those things uh, later in the week and uh, enjoy my time at Disneyland tomorrow with my son and one of my best friends and yeah do that all right that's it i don't have anything else to say i don't think i gotta go cook that stuff well thank you for listening thank you for watching um if you're listening on itunes or even if you're not please rate and review and subscribe and if you're watching on youtube please like subscribe comment share all that stuff um Yeah, I will see you guys next week. Peace.